Good morning, everyone. You've got Jake from Ghostly Activities. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Ghost Nation, the new paranormal reality ghost hunting show from the former folks of Ghost Hunters. Now, I won't go into all the gory details about each one of the investigators. You know who they are. But we're going to take a look at other things like the locations they investigate, as well as their investigative techniques, the production quality of the show, and I'll give you a little recap of it on um, what I think of the series. So kicking things off with the background, uh, Ghost Nation debuted in October 2019 as part of Travel Channel's Ghostober. One of the big changes here was Ghost Hunters appeared on Sci-Fi. And with the relaunch, this is about five years after the show ended, it switched to Travel Channel. Uh, it also got a new production company. Before, I think it was Pilgrim Productions or something like that made the show. This time around, it's Ping Pong. Ping Pong itself, it, Ping Pong Productions, makes Destination Truth with, um, you know, the Josh guy that goes running around like Indiana Jones. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, so, Ghost Nation anchored the Ghostover event from Travel Channel. It was one of five series, I think, that new series that came out that month. Anyway, it brings back three of the original Ghost Hunters, so no Grant Wilson in this one. He's over at Ghost Hunters 2019 on A&E. I'm not going to go into it here for time. But it's Jason Hawes, who, you know, one of the founders of Ghost Hunters. Uh, he's the lead investigator on the show. He was on all 11 seasons. You know, Jason's such a well-known figure. I don't know if we need to go into it, but you could check him out on his Facebook page, his Twitter profile. He's also got a national radio show, Beyond Reality Radio. Then we got Steve Gonzalez. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, it's been an early morning and I'm having my coffee. So we've got Steve Gonzalez. Uh, he was the tech manager in the original series. Uh, he moved up to a lead investigator. He's a lead investigator here. You don't, he doesn't really, he's not as involved with the tech on this show. And then you got Dave Tango, or Tango as he was called in Ghost Hunters. He actually joined Ghost Hunters in the second season in 2005. Anyway, he is an investigator, also a bit of the tech guy. Uh, I'm sorry, a researcher. You can follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Steve has a Facebook page as well, but what I really like about Ghost nation is they bring in the local investigator so you always have a guest investigator it's just someone in the taps family that has been investigating somewhat of a tough case and that's why they call in jason and crew to help them out but unlike ghost hunters 2019 and a lot of the other ghost hunting shows out there like ghost adventures ghost nation sticks to private residences so you're not going to get these big historic sites or anything. You're, you're going to have someone's house, which is kind of nice. Um, but for me, I kind of like to see the famous, well-known haunts just, you know, because I usually don't get access to them. So it's a nice little tour guide. Uh, but, you know, haunted houses, what they do is they get the call. They want to help people. They think the haunting could be dangerous. Ghost Nation comes in to make sure that everything's fine or warns the family. Now, when we go into the investigations themselves, uh, I would say there's not anything too surprising. I mean, you get the setup, which is the walkthrough. So the show starts with 
Jason Steve Tango, meaning the local investigator, getting some information about the local haunt. And then they go and interview the witnesses. You've seen this all before. What I like about this is while they're doing the work through and you're getting the down low on the haunted location, there's a lot of simulations of hauntings going on. Now, it's not at the caliber of Ghost Adventures. When Ghost Adventures does the recreations and stuff, you know, they creep it out and stuff. It, it's really well done. And, you know, it's fine on Ghost Nation. But um, when I go through this review, I'm going to use the episode, uh, The House at Dead Man's Curve. It's episode six of Ghost Nation, just so we have something to to go off of. But anyway, you know, they suss out what are the haunted hotspots on the property um, so they can start setting up experiments. So in the case of Dead Man's Curve, it takes place in, um, I think it's Dover, Delaware, and it used to be Amish land. The family thinks that there's the previous Amish family had a cemetery there and that these ghosts are haunting it. So a couple of things. Um, a cat focuses on stuff in the living room. A girl apparition in the kitchen. A shadow figure in a driveway. Two male apparitions. One who's headless is in a mirror. They think 30 people died on the curve. Talked about the Amish cemetery. There were shadow figures captured by the local investigator, Jari Ramos. And that the Jackie Ramos, who's Jari's mother, has had some touching Let's grab her she thinks something grab her ankle and waist and so this is the, this is the stuff this show is going to be based around so when it comes to the actual investigation and, and also the other thing that's really really nice about ghost nation is they spend a week on the site so they get to investigate every nook and cranny they get to do a lot of background research and they get to interview a lot of the locals all good stuff all right so when it comes to the experiments, it's not... They don't go in guns blazing, okay? <laughs> what they do is they think about each one of the haunted activities, and it's a series to debunk it. It's, it's a debunking show, really. And so right out of the gate, when it talked about the cat fixated in uh, the living room at, at the wall, kind of by a fireplace, Jason gets out the thermal camera, they see a hot spot and wall... They tap on it, it scratches and runs off. <laughs> They've got critters in their walls, and that's what the cat's focused on. So very simple way to debunk it, um, all practical stuff. Next up, the shadow figure. This one is all about, So, and a lot of times they try to recreate the haunting as well as debunking it. In the case of the driveway, they're trying to recreate it. They didn't. They didn't spend much more time on this one. I thought they gave it gave up on it a bit too easily but this would be very hard to recreate live because you'd have to have the right car you'd have to have the right conditions light all that stuff because it happened at night <clears throat> that's hard to recreate i will say again i think they gave up too easily on this one moving over to um the amish cemetery so jason and crew call in this contractor that takes this I don't know, it kind of looks like a lawnmower thing, and they scan the ground looking for a cemetery. All they find is pipes. There never was an Amish cemetery there. It was an urban legend. So debunked and thrown out, you know, it's not going to be ghosts from a local uh, a, a private cemetery on it. Now next up, they go to Dead Man's Curve. Well, in this case, I should say Dave Tango 
goes to the city hall, checks out the records to see how many people really died at this dangerous bend in the road. And there were claims of 30. It turns out there were three. Uh, there were three people's names. They think two of those people may be the apparitions um, that Lauren, who lives in the house, saw in a mirror in her bedroom. And as part of that debunking process, Steve, Tango, are upstairs. EVP session, full spectrums. Turns out you can bend the mirror that these spirits were seen in. So they start bending it, see if it could have been an optical illusion or something like that. Again, all very practical stuff that you could do. Um, the next investigation I had to give a thumbs down to, and that dealt with trying to recreate the waist-grabbing phenomena of Jackie. So they go to her bedroom. Jason gets in the bed. They turn on a smoke machine slash fog machine. Now, this isn't something you do on an investigation because smoke is notorious for matrixing or making you see something that's not there. Plus, if anyone opens a door, the heat kicks on, air conditioning, something like that, the smoke will swirl, and you'll most likely matrix something. So, big thumbs down. The way this one was staged, though, it, it came across like um, it was just done for TV, and it's not something you would actually investigate. Just my take on it. And now, the next part of it was thinking about who this little girl spirit was that Chari and the lady saw in the kitchen. So they go over to the local library, they talk to a librarian, and he's going through the census records, and in 1870 at the house there was a girl named Estella Babbitt who would be in, uh, of age, but by the 1880 census she was gone. And they think it could be her. So the guys go back, they start doing an EVP session in the kitchen using Stella and Estella, to see if they can communicate with her, and they get absolutely nothing. And let's see. So, you know, there's, um... They, they did a lot of good ghost hunting practices here. I, I can't fault them for it. And, you know, other than that one experiment, okay. Now, the other experiment, I, I didn't bring this one up, is the drone. So there's a thermal imaging drone, and they, Jason and Steve want to test if there's any heat anomalies that go from the curve to the house to see if a residual spirit or something like that is moving between the two spots and they didn't get anything. I like the approach. I don't know how practical it is for most teams, nor am I sure if a tiny uh, temperature anomaly would really be able to manifest and get picked up by the, by the drone. So, moving on to the analysis, they didn't do one. <laughs> So it went right from investigation into the reveal with Jackie. It could be if you're watching the episode, they had done so much debunking and reviewing of the evidence there. You, you might not need to do um, an analysis or at least film it and do a montage like you see on some of the other ghost shows like Ghost Nation 2019, where they every episode has like a minute or two of montage uh, and a reaction shot of, oh, did you hear that kind of stuff? Like, no, didn't happen here. But they go into the reveal, it's all gracefully done, Jason leads it. They go over all the stuff that they had debunked, and in this case they debunked um, all but two of the phenomena. So they couldn't debunk the ghost, and they couldn't debunk the ankle-grabbing and waist-grabbing of Jackie. Um, so, you know, all well done. I mean, Jason gives a reason for it. It could be the house was quiet, maybe the spirits don't want to interact with men, because it's only women that live in the house. 
The other thing is with the little girl, maybe it's because they're strange grown men and the little girl was scared. So, you know, all reasonable. But when I'm watching the episode, I'm thinking, I don't think the house is haunted. And they didn't really bring it up as an option. I think one of the things I'll sing the show for is they just assume every place is haunted. And that's not really the case. I would say even of the places that are haunted, probably 20% of them really are, maybe, or have at least some strangeness that regularly occurs. So, meh, on that one, I'm still all good claims. Now let's talk about gadgets, because I love gadgets. They don't use any crazy gadgets here, so you've got some confirmation bias gear that you see on other shows. That would be Spirit Boxes, Novelist, SLS Connect, Paranormal Puck, mainly the ITC devices. And you know you're always going to get a ghost with them. Ghost Nation shuns those. They don't use them here. They just use EMF meters, some infrared cameras, full-spectrum cameras, the you know, Zoom H4N audio, thermal imaging. In this case, they did the drone and they did the fog machine. But overall, they just use gear you and I would use. It's environmental scanning stuff. It's not going to give you a result that says, I'm a ghost. Nothing like that, which is good. Um, but in a way, some viewers think that it's boring. I'm fine with this. I would rather have them use unbiased equipment, objective environmental scanning stuff, instead of, say, being ghosts of Morgan City, where they matrix some smoke, <laughs> or they use the gear incorrectly and got a ghost. Okay. Um, so I'm not faulting for them, though, you know, because the gear they use isn't exactly the most cutting edge. Some folks find that kind of boring and out of date. Now, the show itself, the production quality, next section, pretty well shot. There was only a couple of things that I thought were um, kind of wonky with it. One dealt with the narration. And when they do an EVP, you're going to get Steve talking to uh, Jason or Tango. And it seems like they're inputting some dialogue that wasn't originally recorded. You can tell the quality of the mics is different from time to time. Uh, you know, that it, when it distracts, then you got a problem with it. It doesn't happen often, but I could tell. The other thing is with the SFX, you can tell it's a cable TV show. Some of it's a little janky. It's not like Ghost Adventures, like, and I mentioned this earlier. So some of the F SFX they use isn't the best, especially with the ghost simulations or recreations. But they do this 3D modeling thing at a location. So they make a model of the house and the rooms, and you can see where they're going to investigate and everything. And that looks pretty cool. I like that. The other thing is before, or I should say coming out of commercial break, they replay 10 seconds all the time. And the show has a lot of commercials. It gets redundant, makes me want to take a pee. Or a longer pee. Um, and you know, it pads like two or three minutes. I'd rather have them show me some ghostly evidence instead of that. So I'm going to zing them on that one. So my final take on the show is I do recommend Ghost Nation. It's actually my favorite ghost hunting show on TV right now. Ghost Hunters 2019 on A&E is second. It, you know, I if you grew up watching Ghost Adventures, because that show's been on for like I don't know, like 10, 11 years now? It doesn't, Ghost Nation doesn't have jump scares. They don't try, they don't have anything that's biased towards saying a ghost is there. They don't have crazy reactions. They're pretty straightforward, professional Joes. This stuff doesn't phase them. And if you're used to reactions and every single gadget picking up a ghost and every single location being demonic, 
you're not going to like the show. You're going to think it's boring. Um, I think it's just because of the training from watching these shows that you've been through. Uh, if you are a field ghost hunter like me, you're really going to like the show because I think it shows ghost hunting in a true light. Well, for TV. You know, they take some liberties here and here, here and there. Um, you know, you might learn something, you might see some gadgets that you can actually, that you'll actually use. Again, it's probably going to be a tad boring for you because ghost hunting is boring. But like I said, well-made show. Guys got a history. I mean, they got cred for their investigations and stuff like that. So, that's Ghost Nation for you. It airs every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Travel Channel. The production company is Ping Pong Productions, which is based out of Glendale, California. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care. <laughs>